Hey, everybody. Welcome back to NVTV. Thanks for tuning in. Um, today, we're going to do a little bit more information about um, protecting yourself and your information financially um, and personally, because um, like we always say, security is very important and we need to keep on top of it. Um, there's some really scary scams going around that we wanted to make you aware of um, and make sure we're giving you the information so you can protect your finances and protect yourself. Um, again, just so everybody's aware, I realize uh, we're sitting down with Amy again today. We are not wearing masks, but we are in a boardroom um, about 12 feet away from each other. So safety precautions have been taken. Um, so let's get right into it. Um, the first thing I think we should talk about is the contact tracing um, scams that are going around. Can you tell us about that? Because that is crazy. Yes. Um, as if everybody wasn't already overloaded and overwhelmed and probably sick of hearing about COVID-related anything, it's we continue to feel it's important to let you know what we are seeing um, and, and how that's affecting our customers and just some of the things that we want to um, inform you about so that you're protected. So contact tracers. So if somebody comes up with symptoms or they're tested or they have tested positive, um, you would be contacted by contact tracers to try to figure out if you had contact with those folks who had been diagnosed or had been had testing positive um, so that you could be a made of wear and you're, you know, can protect yourself and do the protocols that you need to do. But one thing that we want to continue to remind you is they should not ask you for money. They should not um, require any bank account information. Um, they should not ask for your social security number. All of these pertinent things for your particular bank account information and personal identifiable information, they should not ask you. They do not need that information. If they are asking you that, it's just... Um, a way to get your information so that they can either charge you for a test or a test kit they might want to send to you. So just be wary of those, you know, scams. They are more prevalent than you might think. And I know we always kind of feel like we live in a small area, but it doesn't matter. All of these nationally related scams that you hear about or could hear about, they're happening here. They're happening to our customers. Right. And, and I'm glad you're bringing that up because a lot of people think that like, oh, you know, this is Malta or this is Zanesville. This is New Holland. That's not happening Unfortunately here. Unfortunately not. But it is. And the scams are so different because we already talked with you previously about how there's coronavirus scams right. and people are calling and saying, hey, we've got these test kits. Do you right. want us to send you one? And that's how they're getting scammed. But this one to me is a little bit more scary because they're actually saying you may have been in contact with someone. Give us your bank account information right. and we'll do this. So right. it was really important to me that we talk about this because, and I know it was you too, obviously, because you brought it to us, right. but for someone to call you and say, you know, you could have been in contact with someone who's positive, which is scary enough, especially if you have a compromised immune system. Mm -hmm. And then for them to say, you know, give us your credit debit card information and we'll do this. Of course, people are going to give it to them because they think it's going to be a, you know, some kind of security or protection. Right. And unfortunately, um, and most banks are probably the same as we are and what we experience in that you don't hear about it until after the fact. Right. So unfortunately, you know, we're hearing about it when we've either reached out to our customer because there's been a dispute or a transaction or something that they're not aware of or whatever. And then we have to dig into that story and ask them, you know, several questions to get to 
but did you do this? Did you provide this information? Well, yes, I did, but and it's kind of like, but that's where we have to, we just have to go through. It's not that we're trying to be, you know, invasive to what, you know, their financial situations are, what they're doing, but it usually has required us to kind of like get through that story before we can figure out that, oh yeah, that probably wasn't something you should do. And then that's just um, an inconvenience for the customer because then they have to either close an account, close a card, do something that might make them, you know, have to do additional work with their bank accounts or whatever, and then be just, you know, scared that something else might come out because that, let's face it, when one scammer tries to do one thing, they could be selling that information to another scammer to do another thing, and they might very well wait a good period of time before they do it. So, Yeah, because then your guard's down. You think you're safe. then your guard's down. Um, So we don't like to sound like the negative um, folks when always saying, you know, please be wary of these things. And we're not trying to be pessimistic. It's just really informative because we have this information. We come across it almost daily and we want to make sure that our customers as well as anybody else um, in the surrounding area needs to know, here's what's going on. Here's what we're seeing. Right. And like we've, I know we've, Sam and I have always said in the past, if it saves one person from getting scammed, then it was worth everything to put the video out there or the podcast now to tell people what's going on. Because typically it might start out with small dollars with these scams, but it ends up being fairly significant money for people. And, you know, already people have their finances stretched because of, you know, unfortunate situations either related to the virus or not. Um, And so that's just another stress that they don't need. And, And, you know, some of these situations, it's not like we can do anything to help them get the money back. So we want to educate, educate, educate so that they can understand. I mean, I hate to say if it sounds too good to be true or if it sounds too it probably is. But just always think if they're calling me, you know, what should this? And so it might require you to do a little bit of, you know, education or research yourself. But most all of these government, um, you know, sites, there are so many opportunities to go out and research things um, for what should be happening just so that you can educate yourself. Right. And it's always okay if somebody calls you and tries to do this whole contact tracing scam. Absolutely. It's okay to hang up on them and, and actually call, call your health department yes. or the actual number for the credible exactly. department you're trying to get a hold of and verify that that was the actual call. And I mean, we're talking about your health. So if you need to call and verify that was correct, do it. And as most of us have probably figured out, especially in the last eight or months or so, your financial health is just as important as your physical health, because obviously all of these things kind of play into the stressors of, of, of keeping yourself healthy, no matter, you know, no matter on what level. So, yep. So one of the topics that you had, you know, talked a lot about that we we want to discuss and let people know about was um, um, researching before you donate. Yes. Let's talk um, about that, especially with the holidays coming up, because people are hurting more than ever. Yes. So we really need to talk about that. So again, people are playing on people's, um, you know, ability to want to help others too, because there are, I mean, I know it's hard because we hear a lot of negative stuff in the news. Um mm, could be factual, but it's still, it's always playing on the negative side. And we don't want people to feel like there aren't great people in our communities and a lot of other communities doing great things for people, um, especially around the holidays. You're right. So if you're wanting, if you're getting those calls about donating before you just readily give up your information, um, you can go to ftc.gov, um, and look at their, uh, charity. So it'll be ftc.gov backslash backslash 
charity. Sorry, that's hard to say all at one time. <laughs> um, and, and that way you can understand if there are actual national campaigns um, for charitable um, situations or, you know, if you're in your local area contacting your chamber of commerce, things like that to see is, the, is this something that, you know, is out there? Is this something that's legitimate or actually reaching out to um, one of the agencies that might be related to that type of donation and see if that's what, you know, kind of um, requests they have going on. So, I mean, I think it's just, again, people want to be helpful. They really do more people than we think. Um, and that's always great. So this community, um, as well as the other small communities where we're located um, personally, as far as our institution, are doing great things. And we want that to continue. We just want you to be, you know, protecting yourselves and, and following up on it a little bit. Hey, not answering that question, well, sure, here's my account information, but just saying, let me think about that and let me do a little research. Let me call back a number that you know, you know, right. might be the actual number um, and then do it that way. Yeah. And um, I would also say, be careful of this on social media because um, it's really easy to do kind of it is scammy things, especially Facebook. Um, so if you see something that could be really interesting and maybe it's something that's close to your heart and something you would really like to donate to, maybe don't just click on that link and donate, pull up another browser Check out the company. Make sure everything's legitimate. Right. You know, maybe they have their tax ID numbers. You can make sure things are, you know, on the up and up before you're doing that. Right. Because I can see that being it, Well, bad. scammers are very skilled at making you think you've clicked on something that looks exactly like, you know, what you right. would expect um, one of those sites to look like. And it's just, you know step back, think about it for a minute, do a little research, and then go back out and actually access it yourself through another, you know, um, avenue. And then right. that way you can make sure that, you know, what you're donating to is going to actually go to help who you're really intending to help. So, because we hear a lot of folks that'll call in and say, but I clicked on that link because it was on Facebook and I wanted to help out that person. And I wanted to make sure I was donating to their campaign. And I am not by any means saying that all of those things are fraudulent. I'm just saying do a little bit of your own investigation and due diligence before handing over your money, handing over your account information particularly, because there are all kinds of ways to protect yourself when doing that. So the next thing I think we should talk about is, um, it's kind of general, but social media and spending money on social media. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so again, we're approaching the holidays and um, we're seeing a lot of people that are having out of the ordinary um, purchases for themselves. I mean, most institutions will look at your spending habits and if you're doing things to protect your customer, as well as the financial institution, you're marking those account, those transactions as something that are out of their patent, pattern. So if you happen to get a call from any of our um, fraud, you know, support lines, um, I, I'm not saying always don't, you know, if you don't trust that call, by all means, call the bank. Did, did I got a call and I think it was from your fraud department. Is that true? We'll be able to tell you. Yes, it was. And it was because of this transaction. It was either a larger than normal transaction for that customer's pattern or their activity, or it was out of state or something like that. So typically what's happening, especially in our situation, is we're calling to confirm and validate with you that was your transaction. Usually that's all we need. We can release that case. We can update your account and you can go you know, forward with spending. But understand that that's why you're getting those, especially 
especially during the holidays because people are spending outside of their normal spending habits or their patterns. And that's all that we're looking for. So Hopefully folks don't get um, upset with those calls because really usually all it takes is for you to say, yes, I can validate that that was my transaction because those people aren't asking you for your account information. They're yeah. va asking you to validate a transaction that just occurred that seems out of the ordinary. Um, so, but uh, by all means, if you're uncomfortable with that, that call or don't really understand that number and they don't, you don't want to actually speak to them, call the bank. In most cases, call any of the banks, and they'll be able to say, yes, we can confirm that that was a call that um, our fraud team sent out, and we just need you to verify this information, validate it for us, and then we're, we're good to go. Yeah, and I would also um, let people know, because um, I know one thing that happens often is they get those calls and it might not be from your financial institution. I just want to make it very clear. Your financial institution will never call and ask you for your social security number. They will never ask you for your account number. We have that information. So if, if your bank or your financial institution calls you and asks you for your social security number, right. hang up the phone. Right. <laughs> yes, there are certain things that we have. Um, and unfortunately, we talked about robocalls a little bit in some of the other segments. But just remember, the robocall scam situations are very, um, they're very slick because they make it look like a local number. Um, that's where they always get you because it, whether you know, oh, that's a, that's a number in our county or that's a number in the surrounding counties. I, you know, can trust that. Um, I would say just, you know, know that we are not going to ask that information. And even if we, you, you are talking to a banker, um, call back and talk to another, you know, if you're uncomfortable by all means, escalate it, call back. Right. You know, and just say, hey, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm not really comfortable with this and explain it to me and maybe get a manager involved with things like that. Yeah. So don't be afraid to verify. Right. Don't yeah. be afraid to verify. Yeah. Don't, I hate to say, don't be afraid to be a little pessimistic, but this is your money. Um, you work hard for it. Uh, you don't want to give it over just because you're trying to be that good citizen. So just, you know, again, a lot of these things happen via the phone. Um, robocalls, like I said, again, are using local numbers. They do that on purpose because they know you're going to answer it. Um, social media, especially coming up on the holidays and because of the virus and things like that, people want to take advantage of people who are kind-hearted people. We don't ever consider this something that, oh, our customer has done something bad. Right. Um, we do try to say, you know, here's why this would be something that I would try to protect against in the future. Please don't do this. Um, and if you've done it multiple times, then we have to have a little bit of a different conversation just because we don't quite think that you're understanding maybe what we're saying. But it's not because we think somebody's done something terrible. It's just that they have done something that they feel is okay. And it's, it's just not. Um, so we're trying to educate them on that. Um, so another thing we should probably talk about is the, it's so sad, the fraudulent unemployment. Yes. And we talked a little bit about this maybe uh, uh, when it started a couple of months ago, but I want to kind of talk about it again because it continues to happen. So one would probably think, well, why, how, how can that happen? How can someone in Zanesville, Ohio be expecting unemployment from the state of Arizona? Okay, I'm just using that as an example, not right. saying that's where we're getting from. But um, how is that possible? Well, because people are expecting unemployment, and maybe they're expecting quite a few payments of unemployment. So when they 
get a call or a fraudulent call and the, and the, and the fraudster is lucky and get someone who's expecting payments like that. And they say, Hey, we can get you that. Here's, you know, what all we need for to get those monies to you, just your account information or, or whatever. So the customer's not really thinking, well, why does it look like a description from a state that I don't live in and I don't work in? They're just not thinking that because again, a lot of times they're significantly behind on payments with those unemployment. So they're, they, they need it. They need the funds. So um, they're not really looking at that description. Why is that description coming in? Now we are looking at that and trying to protect against that even hitting the account. Um, but it's still continuing to happen. It's happened as recently as a couple days ago. So it doesn't happen to the level that it was, but it does. Even with the state of Ohio, um, unemployment, just be careful. I mean, you know what you're expecting. If you're getting something and you're not expecting it, absolutely call the bank and we can help direct you who to contact, who to reach out to. Um, I, I get it. The, the calls and the wait times are probably kind of significant with um, unemployment offices. But right. I mean, we're all experiencing that with that. And, and, and they're just kind of like anybody else in this time you know, with all of these things going on, they're overwhelmed. And so we got to try to be a little patient with it. But, um, you know, just, you know what you're expecting. Um, and just look at those descriptions. And, and definitely if it's from an area that you're not working or living in, you should probably question it so that we can help you um, help understand what those payments are. Well, thank you for sitting down with you're us welcome. today. I appreciate it. Not a problem. I feel like we're constantly picking your brain. That's okay. <laughs> Glad to help. Um, as always, guys, if you have comments, questions, anything, send us a message, um, drop us a comment below the video. and We'll see you next time.